You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Hello and welcome back to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans. And I'm Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. So today we're talking about the Public Information Office and our interns. We are so lucky this summer to have two amazing interns with us. And we thought it would be fun for them to join in on the podcast and um, share a little bit about their experiences this summer. Great. So let's welcome Kate Kessler and Anna Mares to the show. Thanks welcome. for having us on. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for being here. I know Kate came in on her day off and everything to record this, so thank you so much. Um, So a little bit about the um, internship first. Um, This is an educational opportunity that we bring in interns um, pretty much every summer. Um, COVID threw that off a little bit, but we like to have them every summer. And really, again, the focus is education, really helping them learn um, about journalism and gain knowledge about public relations in a small office environment. We um, we give them stories to write, and we have them do some things for, um, they cover live events, like Kate went to First Friday, and they write about all different things, Mount Lebanon's history. You're going to hear more about that later, but I don't know. Um, they work about 12 to 15 hours a week, and they come in, and they um, really learn. Again, like, like I said, educational. So, um, But let's get to them. They're the important part here today. Um, let's start by having each of you tell a us a little bit about yourself. Who wants to go? Um, I guess I'll start. My name's Kate. Um, I go to American University, which is in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be a sophomore in the fall. I'm a double major with journalism and music. Um, and I graduated from Mount Lebanon High School. I was editor-in-chief of the Devil's Advocate, the high school newspaper there. So it's nice to like be back and writing in Mount Lebanon. Yeah, so normally our internship is for juniors and seniors in college, but we make an exception if you were an editor-in-chief at the Devil's Advocate. <laughs> and that's a great segue to Anna. <laughs> Hi, I'm Anna. I was also editor-in-chief of the Devil's Advocate, took it off from Kate for second semester senior year, and I'm currently at Wheaton College. I'm also going to be an incoming sophomore in the fall. Wheaton is near Chicago. And my Labo connection is lived in, grew up in Mount Lebanon, and I also was junior commissioner senior year. So I've gotten to see both sides of the municipal building and learn. It's been really cool to come back and be able to work in a different office. Yeah, absolutely. You've seen a lot about the government then, for yes, sure, your yeah. local government. Yeah. Absolutely. So as Stephanie kind of described the internship as a whole, it sounds like a great sort of experiential learning opportunity for um, people who might be interested in a career in journalism or local government or any kind of government, really. Really, yeah, Yeah. this is a great way to just learn about government and also public relations and all kinds of stuff, marketing, everything, our office does it all. And, um, but they get to learn about the magazine a lot too, a magazine style writing. I think that was a big one for them this summer. So what attracted you to the internship with Mount Lebanon Magazine? I mean, I guess, like, as Stephanie said, like, the magazine writing style is something that I've always been interested in. Um, So it was, like, exciting to get into that. But, like, in general, I kind of knew that I just, like, wanted an internship. And I wanted to do it, like, in Pittsburgh so I could go home for the summer. 
and then I kind of just like ended up at Mount Lebanon I'm really happy I did because it's just like so it's nice like writing about like really where I grew up like something so local yeah, you both bring a knowledge of the area that is great. I think when we had them pitch stories, they both had so many ideas for stories that we could cover for their generation because they are our target audience pretty much. So a part of it. So yeah. Yeah, I think the same for me. I really love having the chance to take time with a story and really research it. Um, and that's what magazine style writing allows you to do. And um, I had the chance to work for Mount Lebanon Magazine a little bit in high school and then uh, during the first part of college. And so I knew I wanted to come back and get to physically be in the office and work with editors like Stephanie who had been editing my work but I really didn't get to know that well. And so it was great to get to be here and see the behind the scenes of a magazine that I love reading and really appreciate with just how well it is done and kind of revered in the community. And so it's been great to, like what Kate is saying, write about the place that you're from and get to know it more intimately. Definitely, for sure. And you have another internship you did this summer too, right? Yeah, I'm also at the Tribune Review. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, so you got a lot of experience this summer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's been cool to switch between newspaper and magazine and having kind of both sides of my mind running and switching between the two right. and being bringing kind of that conciseness, but also the visual visualness and more prose feature of magazine writer to both. What did um, you prefer? Hmm. <laughs> not to put you on the spot. Not to put anything. you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. I think there's definitely the positives to both. Yeah, absolutely. I, t- probably my biggest takeaway is that I love having the time to really do pairing research and history right. with a piece, and that's what right. magazine style writing definitely. more allows you to do. Definitely. Um, but I also really appreciate the deadlines and getting to do those like quick turnaround pieces. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so both of them. I think they I both help. Having me learn both a lot. of them together. I know as a former, you know, journalist at um, the trip. At the trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the the quick turnaround stuff is great, but then pairing it with the longer term projects always um, mm-hmm. it satisfies both ends. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what would you say to a student who's on the fence about doing an internship, not just here, but anywhere? Like, do it, and do it early, like, as soon as you can. A lot of the people I've talked to said it's so good to get three, four internships under your belt before you enter the job market, especially in journalism. Um, It's just, it honestly is difficult to get into, and being able to go to as many different places and work as many places as you can, and to get a vibe, because honestly, Mount Lebanon Magazine is so different from the Trib, and that really expanded my horizons of understanding, like, oh, what are things that I can bring to both that I'm seeing? just working in different places and so I think going to different internships and getting more experience is very helpful yeah absolutely I'd say like like don't burn yourself out over it but I'd say it's definitely good to like go out there get that experience I've been having a lot of fun doing it I like as Anna said it's good to like you know get out there and like do it and like it's getting a lot more competitive nowadays so it's nice to like be able to like get a start on the internships early absolutely and it can show you honestly what you want to do and what you don't want to do and that's why go as far and as wide as you can and try different things i will say that when you both interviewed for the internship i said to my boss we have to take them this year because if we wait another year and have them come back they're going to be at some national publication because (laughs) they're not good um so i can't wait to see where you intern next summer i know you both are going to do some great things Thank you. I think that's a great point that um, both uh, Kate and Anna brought up about trying as many things as possible. I know from my personal experience, 
back in the day, that, <laughs> you, know, you, you do learn not only what kind of things you like and what kind of office environments you like, but also some things you don't like so that when you go out looking for a longer term full-time job, you're like, this is the kind of thing I want and this right. is what I don't want. So it gives Definitely. you more information to go into those future job interviews with too. Yeah, Definitely. and I think it's helpful because we both know like journalism is what we want, but what right. are the other variables and factors we need to look at? Like commute or office environment, those are really big deals because it's how you're gonna be spending a lot of your time. And so those are things I didn't even think about considering before I went right, into right. you know the workforce, but being like, oh, I really want a boss who encourages me. That's something that's like a value of mine and being able to yes. put that list mm -hmm. together before you graduate is really helpful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just talk a little bit more about Mount Lebanon, you know, coming back here, coming back home this summer and getting, I know since you were editors in chiefs at the Devil's Advocate, you were ingrained in the stuff happening around here. What's it like to come back now that you've been away? I honestly thought it was like really weird when I came back because I felt like so out of the loop. Like there's, I don't know if this is like in Mount Lebanon, but there's that like Dairy Queen that like I drive past on my way back and it was like close when I got back and I was like, oh my God, so much has changed. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like kind of weird, like starting here and like trying to like come up with like story ideas and all that stuff. Cause I was like, I feel like I've just been so away from Mount Lebanon for a right. while, but like coming back and like getting into it, I feel like I kind of have like a new appreciation for the area, especially cause like when you're like really writing about it like this, like you get to see like so many interesting things here that I just didn't know were like happening, like interesting people, interesting events. And it's like, you know, I feel like there's kind of a stereotype around Mount Lebanon kind of being like very, everyone's kind of similar to each other. But like when you like really look at it, like you can see that there's a lot going on here. It is here. very diverse. Absolutely. Yes, we, we've definitely learned, I've learned that a lot from working in this office for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, I think a big difference is we were mostly covering high school students and what we care about and getting to think of the community as a broader, multi-general place. It's been cool to get to write about Mount Lebanon residents. Um, I recently interviewed a woman from originally from Pakistan, Rabia Khan, and I got to learn more about her and her history as someone who's not in my generation. And it was really cool to see Mount Lebanon through that lens, as opposed to when you're in high school, you're really only focused about, you know, right. high school people. Right. And so it was cool to realize that Mount Lebanon is much bigger than I thought it was. Um, and also one of the coolest things was I wanted to write a piece about the library because I was reading about how a lot of local libraries are really struggling to maintain engagement, especially post-pandemic, and engaging high school students as well. And it was really cool because when I was talking to people from Mount Lebanon Library, I realized that our community loves the library and that's not really a problem for, my, for us, which was crazy to me and really heartwarming. And to hear people after people and different levels of the library, different engagement with the library saying like, we love our library and we're constantly full to the brim. It's really cool to think about how our community really is special. And so getting the chance to focus in and interview people, you realize that there's so much happening and so much like joy and quality to our community that you sometimes don't see if you're just not taking the time to write about it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's a great perspective. Yeah, That's awesome. such a great perspective yeah. for sure. <laughs> so we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with more from our public information office interns, uh, Kate Kessler and Anna Mares.
Welcome back to Inside Lebo. We are here with Public Information Office interns Kate Kessler and Anna Mares, who have been telling us about the great experiences they've had this summer. So, um, can you uh, tell us a little bit about some of the stories you've been able to cover? You've both referenced a couple of them, but I'm sure you've done a lot more. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I mean, the big one I've been doing is one on vinyl making a comeback. It like outsold CDs for the first time since like 1987 in 2022 so like looking like we have like a few final shops and record stores in mount lebanon and obviously people who collect and kind of just looking at like that but like localizing it to mount lebanon i think it's been really fun to like explore that and like see like why vinyl's coming back because it is like kind of cool like people kind of wanting to go back to like something less digital or like have something like tangible to like hold on to to like really sit and enjoy the music and as someone who really loves music and it's special to them it's like cool to see that people like care enough about that you know definitely we've got great record stores here and everything so this is a great story for Kate who loves music to really delve into yeah, yeah I wanted to ask you some more questions about your process behind putting together that story so the first would be, what are some of the ways that you went about interviewing people who are so passionate about vinyl? And how do you bring that excitement to your interview questions? How do you make them excited to talk about um, topics like music and vinyl? I mean, I feel like I don't really need to try to make them excited. It's just like, if you find something that someone's passionate about and you're like, do you want to sit down and talk with me about this? They'll, of course, say yes. And I, everyone I've interviewed has just been like so like, passionate and like also helpful with the story so it's just like cool like hearing all these different perspectives because like there's like a core few reasons why people like vinyl but it's like interesting to see why it's special to like each individual person like doing these interviews and then like blending that all together in a story has been like really fun it's like I don't know I kind of got to learn about it a little myself too i didn't really know much about it before i started the story so as someone who is now a vinyl expert why do you think that vinyl is making a comeback i wouldn't call myself a vinyl <laughs> expert but um i mean i think it is like just everything is so digital now like i think someone i interviewed said like you can have like any album you want pulled up on your phone in like five seconds but it's like different to like grab like a record and it's like this big thing that you can like see and examine and it has liner notes and it's designed a specific way. And then you have to like take it out of the sleeve, put it on the turntable, put the needle on, play it, flip it over. It's a lot of like upkeep too, like you have to like clean it and stuff. It's just like so much more conscious, like you really have to like sit and listen to it. So I think just like, really wanting to like spend time with it especially if you're like a music lover music is special to you it's so much more different than just like hitting a button on spotify you know yeah, absolutely and my last question is for someone who's maybe listening to the podcast and interested in music journalism what advice do you have for them to how to get into that niche of journalism i mean it might not be the best advice but i think kind of just do it like the way like I'm doing it at school is like I write for a music blog there and you kind of just get to like write about whatever you want there so just like putting myself into that in like a musical space and then for another publication that's not music based just like choosing like 
more creative or like art-based stories and like getting to write those too like I wrote one about a musical and I'm not the world's biggest musical person but you know you still like get that like creative aspect I think just really like seeking out those stories and like putting yourself in it then it'll start to come naturally because like I know when I came here I said like I was interested in music and then I just kept picking up music stories and now I'm kind of like Stephanie says I'm our music beat writer for this (laughs) summer so yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so I guess I'll turn it to you (laughs) what story have you been writing this summer that you think's most interesting Well, I love all my stories, but I think one that's been a lot of work and effort for the majority of the summer is a story about the history of Mount Lebanon's name. And so that kind of came about because I'm an international relations and English writing major, and for kind of my final project for my IR class in college, I did it on the country of Lebanon. And as I was studying the country, I realized how weird and random it is that we're named after this country that a lot of us don't know a lot about. And so I wanted to learn more aside from what I kind of Growing up in Mount Lebanon, you know the inherent story of there was a man, he was a priest, he went to Lebanon, came back, brought trees, but I wanted to know more about it. And so doing this project has been a really cool opportunity. We found out that there's actually four gavels, not three, which is- Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You gotta read the story. (laughs) Yeah, I won't won't give too much away, but you'll, to read the story to find out kind of the process of that came out while doing the research and partnering with people at the Historical Society, we found record of a fourth gavel which really as a nerd I was like this is awesome this is amazing (laughs) I told everyone I knew um and just being part of kind of uncovering something through journalism that was one of my first experiences doing that and it made me really excited because I think that's what good journalism can do is you find out things that were lost to history but taking the time to examine it you find out kind of the truth um and another cool aspect of this story is I was able to interview someone from Lebanon who went to high school I knew her from high school and getting the chance to ask her does it mean anything to you to live in a place called Mount Lebanon after her kind of having to leave your country from difficult circumstances. And that was a really cool conversation to have and one that I'm proud to have interwoven into the story. That's really cool to like hear about. So I guess you said like you liked uncovering like the secret fourth gavel, I guess. (laughs) What's it like, like, I don't know, just diving into the history of somewhere where you grew up, like beyond that surface level story that you said, like most people live here already know. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of the big things was realizing that there was a trend of biblically named, you know, townships and communities and Mount Lebanon was a part of that story and understanding that we're part of a bigger, you know, Pennsylvania wide, also national wide trend of that very specific like late 1800s to early 1900s. People wanted to kind of flex their intellectual muscles and prove that they knew of these places in what was like air quotes far east or near east. Um, And so researching that and finding out that Cloakey also would have been seemed as pretty eccentric during his time was really cool to realize and that yeah there was a guy who we're not sure how he funded his trip it was perhaps funded by his congregation but he was able to make this really expensive trip that would have been very unusual for what was at the time a very rural area in Pennsylvania maybe a Pittsburgh city pastor or priest would have made that trip, but not someone in the rural area. And so that he was able to bring something and kind of this international consciousness to the area was was really cool to think about. And that planting those trees made him 
kind of a, you know, house on a hill type thing where people would say, oh, I know those huge cedar trees from, is that Lebanon? And so understanding that our name comes from a very, someone who's very interested in international um, themes and cultures is really cool to think about as well. And I think that's something that we try to carry with us as Mount Lebanon. And so it's cool to think that that was there from the founding, kind of this interest in people from places different from ours, especially when the world was very much like <laughs> less diverse, especially in rural Pennsylvania at that time. Um, yeah, I think that was probably one of the biggest takeaways in realizing the originality of that story. When you grow up and you hear it, it's like, oh yeah, of course he did it. But then when you take the time to think, oh, that was someone who was really interesting and ahead of his time. And that's why he's been remembered for so long. And it's why our name comes from this man who decided to do something a little out of the ordinary. And I think that's a cool piece of inspiration for anyone. I guess, how has like, learning that history like shaped how you look at Mount Lebanon? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, Very good. I think working with the historical society and seeing how much talent we have here and people were really invested in learning about the community was really cool because a lot of places don't have people so invested in uncovering these things. And the fact that a lot of our history is still here. I got to go around and see where all the gavels are currently collected. So I got to visit the Mount Lebanon Evangelical Presbyterian Church and they have their gavel in a little storage room and I got to see it and just the physicality of, oh, there's gavels that people have saved for decades. It was really cool. And then getting to go around and visit all the different gavels around and just seeing the care that people have for the community is really cool. Inside that church, they have a mural and Cloakey is part of the mural and it's all about the history of this church that's very integral to the history of Mount Lebanon and that we have people who generation after generation have moved back to where their family came from and have taken the time to remember their history is really cool and valuable. That's really cool. Yeah. Thank you both so much for doing that, for chatting with us about all of this. What would you say are some of the high points of your internship? Um, I guess like just getting like to write about music in Mount Lebanon, it's not something I thought would be very rich, but it's something that I've like found out like we are kind of like a pretty like like you can find a lot of music in Mount Lebanon. Like I got to write about someone who's like creating his like debut album right now and who like went to Mount Lebanon went through the Mount Lebanon percussion program which is like really cool to me that was the first one I wrote and I was like oh my god this person's so cool (laughs) (laughs) but like even like like local bands even like vinyl even though that's not specific to Mount Lebanon just like seeing how it plays in how it's like special to so many residents in Mount Lebanon it's just like cool to like see how like I don't know you interesting got to go to people first friday here. too right yeah i got That's to go like- to first friday which the band that played was very good and i had a lot of fun even just like sitting and listening to them that and was I, byron nash right yes and byron Nashville? nash yeah. yes <laughs> and that was like really easy just to like walk up from my house go to first friday sit there and like see what everyone's doing like kind of really take in the environment and it was like really fun i hadn't been for a while because i went when i was like little but haven't gone since then so it was like nice to like go back and see what it's really like you know definitely for Mm -hmm. sure and if you all want to read about her experience go to lebomag.com the story is there you can read all about what it was like for kate to go to first friday and why you should go to the next first friday and how about for you anna what was the most high 
high point of the internship? I loved going to the forward thinking planning meeting. I can't remember the exact <laughs> exact craze of it. Yeah, it's um, about brainstorming long range long, planning. Long yes. range yeah. planning meeting. <laughs> yeah, I loved going to the long range long range planning meeting um, because it was cool to see how well thought out the magazine is. I think that's something that is really cool to be a part of and to realize like everything is so well organized. And I really loved going and being able to pitch my ideas and to be so well received was really cool. Um, and then something that came out of that is kind of a series that I started working on about kind of our Mount Lebanon cookbook. And so it's exploring recipes and then the people behind those recipes and how there's so many different people from different places in Mount Lebanon and getting to know each other through food is a really cool theme that I'm interested in. Um, and so working on that story has been a definite high point. I mentioned earlier to just talking to Rabia Khan and learning more about her family, recipe that's been passed down from when her family had to leave from India to Pakistan during the partition and it's been saved for so many generations is really cool. And um, just the fact that her food recipe is entrenched in so much international politics is really interesting to me as someone Definitely. who studies international relations Definitely. and getting ready to, yeah. getting being able to write about it. So I guess just being able to pitch a story and then having it well received, being able to write it and then having it edited it was just a really cool yeah. process to see like from beginning to end and Definitely. putting a story together. Yeah. And the brainstorming long range planning session that they talked about. So every six months when we have our double issue, we will sit down as an entire team in the PIO office and we will discuss the future of issues of the magazine. The next six months we look even farther out than that, we will say, okay, what's going on in this community? What will our residents want to learn about? You know, what's going on with the commission, things of that nature. And then we plan and we we pull together these stories because they don't come together in two days. They're, a lot of times it takes months to pull them together. So yeah. yeah. Anything else you both want to share? Um, I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I've gotten a lot of like, interesting like I watched like video editing and audio editing yesterday which is something that I really wasn't expecting to do here but yeah. like I found that like really fun because like you know it's a useful skill to have and maybe like in the future I could like get into that more definitely so. um our content creator Carrie Monyeau who uh, <laughs> produces this um she does our how to Lebo videos and she um took us took Kate along and showed her how she edited the video and I think Anna did one earlier this summer so we're really trying to give you both like we said education a broad um experience and learning all the different things that we do so yeah anything yeah. else from you Anna I love shadowing Chris with Kate and getting to see how just the art element of the magazine right. is really important and it gave me a really um, appreciation for just that visual element to a story that uh, really draws a reader in and seeing how he's really intentional about the font and the colors and creating this overall package for the story is really right, cool. Absolutely. Um, and just the value of getting to know who's designing for your piece who's and getting to know them really on that level yeah. um, is just really good advice for anyone interested in journalism. I yeah, think. absolutely. So that is Chris Leeper, our graphic designer, and he does, when you see the features in the magazine, and all the beautiful layouts that's that's Chris and some some of it is Judy as well but they are are the people that make our words look pretty so 
Yeah. Well, Chris thank you. also did a lot of the design for all the First Friday posters, he the Uptown Unveiled event with Aren't the Phoenix Aren't those amazing? They're amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yes. we sit back and we go, how did he come up with that? Yeah. Like seriously, we'll walk by his computer and just be like, what's he working on over there? And then you see it come together and it's amazing. Like. I don't know how his mind works, but my mind does not work like that. So um, very impressed for sure. Um, well, that's it for this episode of Inside Lebo. Again, produced by Carrie Magno. And the music is by Drew Magno. And graphics are by none other than Chris Leeper. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us. And I hope everyone enjoyed uh, listening to the stories of our two PIO interns. And check back in a few weeks for another episode of Inside Lebo. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. It's fun. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.